Fulman, it was nice knowing you. I mean, we've shared a lot of shows together, a lot of uh, uh, great memories. I- I'm I'm proud of what we've accomplished. Is it finally over? It's it's finally over. I'm oh, watching. Thank you- God. Well, no, I'm watching you die. Well, I'm not dying. You were two minutes ago before I cracked the mics. Why? <laughs> I mean, that's not... My brain is short-circuiting right now. I'm not dying. <laughs> I am just I just have a lot going on, and I can't seem to... Um, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> I can't <laughs> seem to string words into a sentence that makes sense. Uh-huh. Well, you did there. That was fine. Uh, it's because I'm trying very hard. I can tell. He's, uh, uh, he's like squinting. He's trying to make the words come out I literally, just so concisely. I literally had a Zoom meeting today, and I couldn't talk. They're like, so tell us the order of operations on this particular thing. And I'm like, uh, it's uh, 5, 70, uh, 3.8, <laughs> and tw- no, that's not right. That's not right. Uh, it's 2, 9, no, no, uh, it's 10, 9, B. 8, 7, <laughs> 4. Ah. I mean, it's just I. everybody on the Zoom call, they were looking at me in shock. I think one guy has phone in his hand and he was like at 9-1. Like, do we need to send somebody to your <laughs> yeah, house? Yeah. I'm like, I'm just tired. I'm good. I'm just tired. I can't yeah. form a, a coherent sentence. The shoe's on the other foot. I'm this think- is wild. Well, the thing is this. I think okay. Mm-hmm. I just can't translate that into physical words. A Holman is, mm-hmm. is having a rough go because he hasn't had any sleep. My wife has been gone two weeks in a row, four days out of the week, the first time, three the second time. So I've been home alone with a crazy three-year-old. It just reminded me, like, after I went through my divorce and I had my my older one with me, Mm -hmm. how it was when I was just single-dadding it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is hard. Mm. And then it's like, she comes in at, like, 6.15. I want a waffle. You're like, what? Go to bed. What are you doing (laughs) up right now? Dude, Abby Uh, runs your house. Dude, she does. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. She is, uh, she wears wears the pants of the family. She's the little Holman. Yeah. No, she is. Is is she's the uh, baby from The Incredibles, where oh, she just yeah. turns into a ball of fire on command? Because she can she light things on fire? No, but she just flips on you. The sweetest little blue eyed, blonde haired little girl you've ever met, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, <laughs> stop that! Go somewhere else and yell things mm-hmm. at your parents. So this is the uh, the cause of your lack of sleep. Is that what it is? I just uh, well, this and I have a bunch of trips. I've been on a bunch of trips. Mm-hmm. I've been, I could literally, if my email and Zoom calls would stop, I could write thirty stories in a row right now over the next week. But no, tomorrow I leave for Overland Expo West, which is the big Overland Expo. So hopefully get some stuff uh, in. A week and a half, I'm going to be in Detroit uh, doing an engineering right along with the uh, new Hummer. What you talking about, Willis? Uh, with the, what? The, the big electric Hummer, yeah, doing that. Yeah. And then uh, you guys know I've, we still got to talk about Rivian. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, another manufacturer has some other stuff that I can't talk about, but I'm just throwing that out there for fun. Embargo. I hate when we start off the show with an embargo. <clears throat> I just want to come no. clean and say- No, we're not starting off with embargo. We started off with me not being able to communicate with other humans. You sound fine now. I think the uh, adrenaline starting to course through your veins. Right, that means there's going to be a really hard crash about halfway through- it means there's going to be a hard crash halfway through my sentence. Or through the show. There it is, right there. There it is, see? Perfect. All right. <laughs> Episode 193 of the Truck Show Podcast. Uh, Holman's talking Ford Maverick. What do we know about the Ford Maverick? What is the content? Well, so, uh, yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't have the energy to describe it. No, no, no. Jason Gonderman uh, from uh, Truck Trend and Four Wheeler was uh, the first one of all of us to get eyes on the uh, new Tundra. The twin turbo? The twin turbo uh, hybrid Tundra that's uh, coming out. And he'll tell us all the, uh, the the deets on that. And he also got behind the wheel of the new Tacoma. Mm. By new Tacoma, I mean 
updated suspension and still the same old damn truck. But he'll tell us if it's good or not. All right. And for those who make it to the very end of the show, oh boy, we have a world premiere for you. And I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. But it is something that you're going to want to stick around for. It's special. Uh, I'm not sticking around. I'm you leaving. are sticking around. <laughs> I'm going to go take a to nap. To sleep? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I want you to uh, to hear this wonderful audio that we've put together. Can I you think it's play special. It? Can you play a teaser? Nope. Not playing a teaser. I'm telling you that is, if you're a fan of the show, you're going to get a kick out of this uh, world premiere that we're playing towards the end of the program. So that's it, a, a bonus for you. Will those it cause you. more hate mail? <clears throat> hate mail? Ah, uh, I I haven't. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, uh, before we get into uh, the majesty that is the Truck Show podcast, episode one ninety three. Amazing. Uh, if that's the actual number that we are at right now, I'm looking at the files on the computer. We there's one hundred ninety three folders with an episode in each one. Wow, that's a lot. What are we going to do for two hundred? Anything special? Yeah, I didn't think so. No. All right. Uh, <laughs> And Nissan, presenting sponsor of the Truck Show podcast. Without them, we wouldn't be able to uh, bother you guys once a week for a couple hours. <laughs> are we bothering them? Uh, I, I, it's possible. Do we just? Are we just butt into the radio? Well, thing? what happens is they have uh, their podcast on autoplay, and they mm-hmm. subscribe, and then they get in their car and they're like, "Oh, these are so they are uh, so uh, on? A, are they on a high of like Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro, and then all of a sudden, yeah, then all the good, the truck yeah. all the uh, all the good podcasts are done, right. and they're like, oh, I guess I'll listen to the truck stuff again.' All the crime stories yeah. have uh, passed, and here we are. Oh, we should do a, stores. We should do a crime podcast. Crimes that uh, revolve around trucks. Are there any? White Bronco. Oh, whoa, dude! Think about uh, it. Yeah. Think of all the trucks that are involved in crimes. Interesting. Could, that could be a maybe. We'll do that. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. When we when we blow this popsicle stand, that's what we'll uh, we'll we'll get into. Uh, uh, murder porn with trucks. Our special. No, wait, wait. We don't want murder. Those are the three things that we're good at. All right. Well, we're also going to tell you guys about Nissan. Head over to NissanUSA.com where you can build and price the all new 2021 Nissan Frontier. And uh, I've had a few sources tell me they're very hard to keep in stock right now. As soon as they're coming off the truck, they're getting sold right away. Is that because of the uh, zero truck gravity show podcast? Seats? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> zero gravity seats and then the uh, the nine inch screen. How about the class leading three hundred and ten horsepower from the three point eight liter V six? What about that super stout nine speed transmission? Ooh, the uh, the one that has uh, bones shared with the full size Titan. They put bone in there? And by the way, if you're looking for a half-ton or a half-ton plus truck, check out the Nissan Titan with the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Your best bet is walk right through the door at your local Nissan dealer. But you might want to call ahead to make sure they got that Frontier in stock you've been looking for. That's a good point. Hey, Lightning, did you uh, lose your 10 millimeter at home yet? (laughs) Uh, Over the course of my life, well, since I started using tools around, let's call it seven years old, I think I probably lost four 10 mils. Not as as many as the average guy, but I'm also not a full-time mechanic. What if I told you our friends over at Duralast offered a 10 millimeter socket replacement mm-hmm. that came with a complete new set of sockets? All 10s or all the appropriate sizes like no, the five whole through? No, you can get all the sizes. And in fact, every one of their sockets features large markings so you can quickly identify fastener size. <laughs> SAEs have double rings. Metrics oh, have knurling. Oh, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold, right, on, yes. hold on. Dude, I was just showing my kid yeah. the sockets the other day. We were working on his little scion. And I had two sockets in my hand. I'm like, it's the, it's the, uh, it's a, t- now what was it? it was, I think it was an eight mil. Okay. And the marking was so tiny and so like Did you have to pull out your monocle? And it was, <laughs> wow, a monocle reference Thank on you. the uh, Truck Show podcast. Uh, no, I, tr- I got on my bifocals because okay. I'm old yeah. and I looked through and I could just barely read the eight mil. And I'm like, who makes this? Who thinks that Not this is Not Duralast. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, Dirtlast also has patented surface drive technology on sockets to eliminate the rounding off of fasteners, increase torque strength. Do they have impact sockets? Because I do not have a full set, and I get clowned on Instagram whenever I post a picture of using, like, the chromium sockets. And guys are like, you don't use those for impact. <laughs> I'm like, all right. that's all I got. Of course they have impact sockets, and they're also made out of chromoly impact material that will flex with the high torque. Mm. You can get additional sizes and open stocks, so you have a wider range, so you can add... You know, if you get your impact set that has uh, all the middle sizes, you need right. something bigger or smaller. I find myself using 27s and 29s, like, infrequently, infre- surprisingly. What are you using them on? Upper and lower control arms. No, oh, interesting. All right. Huh? Uh, you'll be happy to know Duralast tools are manufactured with heat-treated forged alloy steel for superior strength and feature a full polished chrome finish for corrosion resistance and easy cleaning. And all Duralast tools are guaranteed for life. Head on down to your local AutoZone or DuralastParts.com. Speaking of quality products, Holman, let's talk Bilstein. What would you like to know? Would you like to know about my 8100s that I just bolted to the JL? Oh, really? They're on finally. I know, finally on. Is that what, did you Did you do double duty when you were at Adventure Off-Road? We did. We uh, installed the new AEV full-width front bumper, and we did all the new suspension, wheels, and tires. So Now, I'm, these uh, 8100s are remote resis, correct? Yes, they are. And okay. the uh, rears are piggybacked and big old, I think it's a 7 eighth thick shaft. And a 2.65-inch piston. I won't do it here because we're in a sponsor <laughs> mention, okay? Um, are they, on the piggybacks, are they connected to the shock or are they like six, eight inches away? No, no, no. no. That's, a piggyback means they're connected to the shock versus oh, a remote reservoir, which oh, means yeah. that it's a Duh. Post-lift. I asked the question. I should have known the answer. In My, my question answered my own. Yes. Wait. My, Your answer is yes. 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 <laughs> uh, so the fronts are uh, remote resis and the uh, rears are piggyback, which is, piggybacks are great for packaging. You're trying to get into an application where you're really tight. If you do a piggyback that fits, then you can bolt them on. You don't have to worry about the end user moving the reservoir into getting it crushed by a solid axle flying into it or something like that. Why wouldn't they do the piggybacks on the front? Just it, there's not enough room. Not enough room. Okay. Yeah. Just just again, it's all it's all packaging. So uh, yeah, they're they're awesome, dude. They ri- it rides like a marshmallow. It's so good. I would love to take your JL. I'm sure you would. And or I'd have you drive. And what my buddy used to do, Sean, the guy that sold me uh, that the uh, the lockjaw. The, um, one, the guy that sold me, we do this every time. Okay. We realize sold that, right? Sold you the lockjaw, and then you gave it to me. I know Sean, okay. too. Yes. Okay, that's right. You bought the toilet paper I, from him. I did buy <laughs> boxes of toilet paper during COVID, from him on the black market. That? During the beginning of COVID, when there was a run on toilet paper, yeah. and, and my buddy Sean works at the port and got a ton of toilet paper. <laughs> In a van. He had a van full and of toilet paper. he got a van full of toilet yeah. paper. I bought two cases out the back of a and van. And he goes <laughs> to his house. Yeah. It's like a 30-minute drive. He yeah. goes to his house to buy toilet paper Cases. Like on the black market. <laughs> yeah, and my wife, we still have that toilet paper. She refuses to use it because it's only like one ply. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really <laughs> But damn it, stuff. you know, it's way better than going out in the backyard and rubbing it on grass. It so. sure is. Why did I bring him up? Oh, he used to have a pre-runner yeah. with crazy long travel suspension. Yeah. He one time, we were in a parking lot, and we just went straight at a curb. I'm like, you're going to destroy the suspension. And he went right up bunk, a bunk. full-size curb. Yeah, just boom, boom. Yep. I go, what just happened? Yeah. It's I was like, I feel like I was with BJ Baldwin or something, you know? Good, uh, good suspension is good suspension. Can we do that in the JL? No, we're not doing that in something I own. But it, would it, would it, yes. could you go up without hurting the rims or the, yeah, or the shocks? Oh, yeah, so it's, it's got 37s on 17s. You're not going to hurt anything. Okay. The, no, the shocks, they don't care. The shocks are going to go with it as long as it's within their cycle and the geometry is good. No problem. Would you go at a curb? I've done it. You have? Yeah. In yours? Yes. You've gone at a regular- not in my JL. I've done it in my JK, and I've done it in my old Ranger that had Bill Stein ninety one hundred. Straight on up it. on a regular, like what are those? I don't know. There was a twelve inch tall I've, curb. I've driven off a loading dock and landed. Not and off. I've up at it. It's a square corner loading dock. Yeah, like five feet off the oh. ground. Like gunk. 
Dang. And then I've also jumped railroad tracks where I almost lawn darted it. There's actually a video of my uh, old ranger like nose down oh, sucking it up. Oh, that's not good. You know, I know who we can have on. We can talk about that. And then also, yeah, I've hit the curbs before and it's awesome. It's just like boom, boom. Okay, so boom, boom. moral of the story is Bill's dying for the best shocks on the road. And you know what else is hard to find these days? Uh, really high quality made in the USA truck parts. How did you know where I was going? Uh, because this is our oh, DZ the part week. we talk about yeah, DZ right, right here. I see. Yes, if you guys want to support your fellow American workers, those of them that are in Iowa, you support DZ.com. That's D E Z E.com. That's right. Lightning DZ has been manufacturing truck and SUV accessories here in the U.S. since 1977, and their products will get you either ready for work or ready for the weekend with toolboxes, transfer takes, side steps, truck bed protection. Overlanding products, roof racks. They are frequently coming out with brand new products, so it's in your best interest to follow them on all of their socials at DZMFG. That's D-E-E-Z-E-E-M-F-G. You cool if we start the show? <laughs> oh, no. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman all right so before we get into the ford maverick i think we need to talk about what what is a truck? Holman, you had certain stipulations. Like, here's how you determine a truck. It's body on frame and yada yada yada. I'm I'm does, having a moment of weakness, Lightning. See, that's, that's because I'm getting to I it. I was hardcore. I said these are our criteria, has to be three of these five. And then all this stuff is happening around and I'm like, Oh, uh, is that truck or is it not a truck? So uh, your theory is falling apart. Let's go through the criteria. Right. B- must be body on frame. Well, not must be. These be three of these five. One is body on frame. One is a bed separate from the cab. One is a longitudinally mounted powertrain. One is a four by four or all wheel drive capability, and one is an open cargo bed. So you have to have, you have, three, to have three of, of the five. That ha- has always been what we've said. But then we all agreed that a Honda Ridgeline isn't a truck. But then Hyundai came out the uh, that the Santa Cruz, and I'm like, that's not a pickup. Or is it? Because Jason Goderman and I got in this argument over what's a pickup and what's not because he's a Honda Ridgeline apologist. Mm. And he likes the Honda Santa Cruz. Oh, we're going to have him on the show, so we're going to have to bust him. And then or I is went, he right? Well, that's what I'm saying. Then I went on the Rivian trip, and I'm like, well, crap. Rivian. Body and frame, I guess, technically, because it's on skateboard chassis, so I'm going to give it. Bed separate from the cab? No. Longitudinal mounted engine? No. It has got four <laughs> motors. <laughs> Four by four cable, yes. Open bed, yes. So Rivian truck by that criteria. Well, that makes Maverick. What's Maverick? A truck. Well, so Maverick comes into my life, and I'm like, I kind of like it. Oh no, really? Okay, let's go Honda Ridgeline. Body on frame, yeah, no. No. Bed separate from the cab, no. No. Longitudinally mounted engine, no. no. It's transverse. Four by four all wheel drive cable, yes, and open bed, yes. You forgot about ugly, yes. Well, that's that doesn't oh, determine that's a truck. A Otherwise, okay. the Chevys wouldn't be trucks. Oh, true. Oh, oh hey! <laughs> <laughs> all right, so then Maverick, 
I do a deal with Motor Trend. I, I wrote a story because they wanted, we had access to a Maverick for an afternoon, and we tried to put all sorts of different size stuff in the bed, just stuff. Uh, 37-inch tires, how many could fit in the bed? Um, cooler. Ironically, you Gar- can't put them on the truck, but you can put them in the bed. <laughs> in the bed, yeah. right. Cargo, uh, gardening supplies, uh, tanks, coolers, camping gear, sleeping bag. Well, sleep a full-size human, all that kind of stuff, right? The answer is no. But here, okay, well, so- wait a minute. What full-size but I human? Spent, I spent time with the Maverick, and I'm like, I, I don't like it a little bit. <sighs> so body and frame, no. <laughs> bed separate from the cab, no. <laughs> Launch tube mounted engine, No. <laughs> Four by four, all-wheel drive capable, yes. Open bed, yes. So same as Ridgeline. <sighs> so what, I guess the fact that the electric Rivian- if, if Maverick's a truck, then so is- Ridgeline. Ridgeline. Right. No. But Rivian R1T is a truck because it's mounted on a chassis, which I think could be a Tru- gray area for, for body <laughs> on frame. Truck-like. I'm, I'm confused. I think we call Jason Gonderman first. Let's argue with him for a minute, and then he's also the only guy who has driven the new Tacoma with their new upgrades for 2022, Mm -hmm. and he has touched the new Tundra. So why don't we uh, get into a truck review with him? Truck review! Yeah! Rolling, rolling, dragging truck nuts! Hello. Is this Truck Trends' Jason Gonderman, Lightning and Home, a Truck Show podcast? That it is. How are you guys? Well, one of us is fine. The other one is about to crash expire. and burn. <laughs> expire. <laughs> <laughs> Holman's not looking too good, Jason. I don't know what you're doing to him, but he is. Uh, he can't keep it together. I can't, uh, I can't make sentences with words. Oh, I did right there. Oh, wow. That was good. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was I, good. Yes. I've had problems. Normally, Jason, it's me. I'm falling apart by the yeah, uh, the nor- late hour that we record normally, this. Normally, uh, uh, Lightning over there is uh, glitchy, and he like it's like the Matrix is, is plugged in fully, so uh-huh. like he stutters and he moves, and like part of his arm disappears against the background. <laughs> it's really weird. But, but uh, Holman took over that position uh, this yeah, evening. So I got problems. Very interesting. All right, so uh, you, first off, Holman, do we want to talk about Maverick and then get into Toyota? Okay, let's talk about trucks first. Okay. Because uh, Jason is a, uh, uh, well, you called him an apologist yes, for the Ridgeline, a Honda Ridgeline apologist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. Sounds see, not wrong. see, and right. what's weird is this is a uh, Jason. For those who don't know, you're a Raptor owner, correct? That is correct. He also owns a uh, Duramax uh, 2500. So this is a hardcore and truck guy. This he, is not like a casual guy. This is not a guy who lives in a skyscraper downtown. He's a truck guy. He also uh, owns a uh, JK. I get well, truck guy, Jeep guy. He owns okay. a trailer, and he owns a mini truck S10. That's actually his wife's, but so I think he's legit. That's an awesome right? family. Okay, okay yes, great. we've established that they're a truck family. All right, so, so here's the deal, Jason. Yeah. We've been talking about my. Uh, I I'm having an issue because we had five rules about what makes a truck, and you had to have three of them, right? Body on frame, bed separate from the cab, open uh, cargo area, longitudinally mounted engine, and four x four capable or all wheel drive capable. So that means Maverick and Ridgeline out, and if I call the skateboard platform on a Rivian a frame, which it essentially is acting as, then it's in. It's a truck. And so I'm trying to figure out, and we're arguing about this, but then the other day the the Maverick showed up in my house, and I kind of liked it, and you start going down the specs of the Maverick, and like one of them is it has 1,500 pounds of payload, which is more than some mid-sized trucks. And I'm like... I'm kind of having trouble hating this thing right now, mm. and so uh, I 
I, I need you. Like, do I jump on Jason's side and become the uh, the truck apologist or the unibody truck apologist? Or? I don't know. J- Jason, how long have you been a uh, journalist? Ooh, 15 years. Okay. 15 and years. and have you ever come across a situation where you had to decide what is this thing? Like you were going to be the journalist that says this is a, a this is a an X or this is a Y. This is a boy or this is a girl. And in this case, you're going to have to do it right here on the Truck Show podcast. Is the Maverick a truck or is it not? Well, you see, Holman and I have had this argument for many years. True. And I I disagree with the five rules. So in my world, Maverick is a truck. But is that because your only rule is it has to have an open cargo bed? You know, it wasn't at first, but <laughs> things... See, you went on that. On, you went on the Hyundai Santa uh, Santa Cruz drive too, right? Yeah, and, and you really like that. It. it was. It's a really good vehicle, and it has an open cargo bed, so it's a truck. Now, hold on. Let me. Let, so, let's, is a is a GMC Envoy XUV a truck? Ooh. <laughs> now, now let me ask you this, guys. If we decide that all these things are pickups, that's why it has to have more. Call, whoa, 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 whoa! More than just open. But maybe there's another delineation. All right, what maybe, is it? Maybe there's another delineation. Okay. So maybe we call an open bed vehicle a pickup because that's kind of what you pick up stuff with it, uh-huh. right? And yet, a body on frame, all those qualifications are a truck. Now Why that, not that, just call that'll it... piss off the big rig guys? But still, so it's a truck if it's if it's three of the five or more on your list there. But if it's not, if it's if it's uh, uh, you know the, the Ridge Line or the Maverick, then it's a pickup. It can be qualified as that. How about we just call them convertible trunks? No, no, no. not feeling that one. No, I don't. I'm just because what are you going to call the Ford Lightning? Well, Everyone thinks that's a truck. The Ford Lightning is a truck. But How's it's Ford a, Lightning not but, a truck? But, but it's a skateboard chassis. You know what I'm saying? That's that's fine because it's body on frame. If it does indeed have a skateboard chassis, we don't know that yet, do we? Mm, you're right. We don't. So again, GMC Envoy XUV is that a pickup truck? How much could it tell? I, Pop I, this. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Okay. Because maybe you. if it can if it can tell it has good payload, then it falls into the truck category. Maybe it's time to revisit the five. I, that's what I'm wondering. I think we need help from our listeners at uh, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. A GMC uh, Envoy XUV, if you guys remember, that was the weird long wheelbase GMC Envoy built on the Trailblazer chassis that had a garage door over the rear cargo <laughs> area and I think a midgate too. Um, yeah, that's a freakazoid vehicle. For sure. Uh, okay, towing capacity. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. 2004 GMC Envoy XUV towing capacity, 6,400 to 6,500 pounds, which is significant. It's respectable. Yeah. Then it's a truck. <sighs> oh, I feel dirty. What about a, hum- a, good one. a Hummer SUT with a three-and-a-half-foot bed? Is it a pickup? How about the new Hummer? Is it a truck? I think it's a truck. Again, guys, maybe we look at calling one a pickup, and they're, so they're all pickups, but some don't make it into the truck category. So there's tiers. There's tiers. <sighs> no, because you can't go like, hey, bro, nice tier one truck you got there. No, you don't say truck. You say that's a nice pickup, which, by no. the way, I always think is a super weenie term. I realize in other parts of the country, guys call them pickups. On the West Coast, you drive a, it's a truck. It's a truck. And yes, it's not a Peterbilt or a Kenworth or a big Volvo, you know, 18-wheeler. It's still, to us, it's a truck. A pickup, to me, is a little itty-bitty Toyota from the 70s. That's a You, you mean a, a 10-wheeler? A 10-wheeler? Well, the truck is just the thing towing the I rest of it. I get it, but I'm sure. You don't know All right, saying. so here's the deal. I don't know. 
That's the, that's my answer. I, Jason, if you have anything better to add to this No, part of the you need to know. No, you need I to know. know. I know. We're the go, authorities in this space. Right, and people I'm failing. Look to us. I'm failing because the new things that have come out have like muddied the waters for me and what do you, what do you call I feel dirty. A, a crisis of, of what conscience. You, conscience. Consciousness. Conscious? Well, Conscience. Well, right now, yeah, I'm having. I don't know. I came in, Yeah, I'm having a, a major <laughs> issue today. I'm. Uh, I don't know. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. What do you consider a a pickup truck or a truck? We're revisiting this. I know it's probably been three years since we've had this argument. The last time we did it on the air, I think, was with David Freiberger, and he was challenging us. And maybe we need to have him back and go. All right. We're waving the white flag because he was like, "No, El Camino's a truck." Right, and, and we were and, like, "What are you? In, what are you smoking?" Right, hmm. right. That's I. Uh. And then Ford Unibody, you know, F Series. Well, we know that's where Jason stands. Jason's that they're all pickups. They're all <sighs> trucks. But that see, but that's the 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 vernacular is getting thrown around like. Uh, well, I think what happened like is hot Cheetos. Originally, they were called pickup trucks. It was two terms that described one vehicle, you, and then we, we. I think it's time to separate them. I'm saying that you don't earn no. the truck title. No, you're not going to change people's vernacular. That's the same thing. It, listen, it's 10 years since Dodge dropped off Ram and everything's still a Dodge to half the people. I know. You can't. You, I know. We can't change how they use it. We just have to determine if whatever's coming out next fits into that category. Is there a certain payload? Or, or maybe it's maybe a truck has to have like 25% of its curb weight as payload or something like that. Maybe oh, something like that would be kind of cool. That's interesting. But then you need to carry a calculator all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I've got an abacus in my back pocket. Do you have an abacus? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Very, very nice. Is yep. it a vintage one? That's where you say, or is you just happy to see me? <laughs> no, that's not where I say that. Oh, it's actually <laughs> uh, very much, um, uh, I can't talk tonight, so I I can't, I'm just going with abacus. In- inappropriate. In your okay. pocket. I don't know. Jason, can you add anything else to this conversation? I feel like uh, it's run its course because uh, we have no idea what's a truck anymore. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to win this one. So, uh. Well, one thing you will win is uh, you're the only person uh, out of us three who have both uh, touched the new Toyotas and driven one of them. I was wondering if you could uh, fill us in on the uh, Tacoma updates for 22, and then also get let's get into uh, Tundra, because I know there's a lot of people. That thing is polarizing. It blew up the internet, and there's a lot of people arguing over whether they like it or not. But ultimately, I think that... The Toyota fans are going to all, uh, you know, fawn over it. I, I know that there's some just like when when Chevy when GM released the Silverado and they're like, "What's the deal with the grill? That's hideous!" But then they started buying them. You know, they they finally warmed up to it. So, Jason, how do you feel? Tell us about the truck. You the know, truck. I, I hate, See what I did? I hate to, you know, I yep. I hate to say that I agree with Lightning, but yes, the uh, the new Tundra is going to make Toyota fans very happy. Very happy. I mean, it's cool. It's got you know uh, mid travel suspension, essentially on the pro. It's got a you know link coil rear suspension. It's got a actually a really cool interior. I dig that red that has the sort of camo pattern in it. I thought that was cool. Lightning hates the screen. I don't know if I love the dash on it, and the outside just looks like Legos to me. Like it's to me, it's too much grill and bumper interface. Now, it's last time we talked too about hard. the screen, you said that oh, that's just going to be a demo. That's not real. But that's not what I said. Yeah, you said oh, that's, no. you sure that's just not a concept. They're going to change it later. That's not what I said. Pretty sure you did. Yeah, pretty sure I would never say that okay. because I don't. I told you that they were teasing out photos of the production version. I knew that was pr- uh, production. Oh well, that's an error on their part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I hate to be cliche, but the truck looks way better in person than it does in pictures. I, I get it that. It seems like it works. The rear bumper tying into the rear fenders is awkward. I'll give you that, but the rest of it it plays well together. 
I think there's different trims that have different grill treatments that I like more than others. I think the Pro maybe isn't my favorite. I think there were actually, I don't know if it was the the Limited or... Well, how many? Let's go backwards, Holman. And I think there's, what, six trims, Jason? Yeah, there's six trims from SR up to TRD Pro. Holy mackerel. What did you think about those LED lights that are in the grill? Those seem kind of cool. The uh, light bar? Yeah, so it basically is a factory light bar in the grill. Yeah, the factory light bar is cool. And the fact that they let you use it anytime the high beams are on is is nice, too. They don't cut it off at a certain speed or you have to be in four low or something silly like that. It's just you, if you want it, you can use it. So let's talk about the engine. Um, two engines going to be offered, and uh, the top trim is a twin-turbo V6 hybrid. Correct. So In what, fact, both engines are twin-turbo V6, both 3.5-liter, keeping up with the Ford, the EcoBoost trend, which is good for them because the namesake's already out there. People are used to twin-turbo 3.5-liter V6s. Gee, why? Hmm. <laughs> and uh, Toyota's had, let's you know, be honest, 3.5-liter V6s for a long time now. But the, the, the power and torque, did they release that? I can't recall. Yes. Okay. So the base engine makes 389 horsepower. 479 pound-feet of torque. And that's oh, the that's base strong. engine? That's yeah, strong. strong. And that's 8 horsepower more and 78 more pound-feet than the outgoing 5.7 liter V8. Which, by the way, the outgoing 5.7 liter is still, as it's much as I'm not a nice fan of the current engine. truck, it's a pretty solid powertrain. Yeah. And, yeah, and if you bump up to the hybrid iForce Max, that jumps to 437 horsepower and 583 pound-feet of torque, which is 7 horsepower and 13 pound-feet more than Ford's best-in-class Power Boost hybrid F-150. Ooh. And only 67 pound-feet shy of the TRX. <laughs> wow. When you say it like that, that, that makes it pretty impressive. The hybrid's going to be a force to be reckoned with. So I know that uh, Mike Swears, who uh, was the chief engineer, really wanted to do a diesel. And that platform is based on the new uh, global Land Cruiser platform. So even the Land, Land Cruiser's not being sold, basically the, the TRD, or at, at least the, uh, the, the, the Tundra in general, is essentially the way you get into uh, the Land Cruiser chassis here until the Lexus version of the uh, Land Cruiser comes out. Um, but they offer a diesel. Toyota opted not to use the global diesel here in this truck. They they went with hybrid and they went with uh, the non-hybrid twin-turbo V6. Um, Any ideas why? I spoke to Mike Spears when we got to see the truck, and he was very upfront that he wanted a diesel. He's not shy about it. He wanted the ultimate yeah. overlanding type thing, right? Like to go fast yeah. and have lots of range? Yep. And that's what he wanted, but global politics dictate what goes where, and it just wasn't meant for the United States. So that's why he went hybrid and agreed to the hybrid and has been very upfront that this hybrid won't get great fuel economy. However, it has a torque curve that is super flat and comes on very low in the RPM range, just like a diesel. So it's the closest thing to a diesel power that he could get for Tundra. So, and when you say won't get great fuel economy, that means for a hybrid. It wasn't tuned for efficiency the way a Prius is. In the Tundra, they tuned it for performance for it to be more of a driver's vehicle. Correct. It'll still get great fuel economy compared to the outgoing truck, better than the non-hybrid version. But let's say it probably won't beat Ford in fuel economy, but in drivability, it should stomp all over it. So, Jason, where are they using that hybrid technology? So they're not using it for range. They're not using it for economy. Are they using it off the line? So is that zero to zero to 10 miles an hour, you know, where you use a lot of fuel consumption just trying to get off the green light? Or is it passing? When is it used? Do you have any clue? So if you 
drive nicely, you can run on pure electricity up to 18 miles per hour. So they'll oh. allow that for around city parking lot, that kind of stuff, that kind of driving. Aside from that, the hybrid motor is there to supplement horsepower and torque, just like you said, off the line, passing, whenever the turbos aren't lit. It makes the truck feel like there's zero turbo lag, so they say. Toyota also opted to keep a traditional torque converter in the transmission, so they have torque multiplication with the electric motor, unlike how other brands are doing their hybrids. So when you pair that with their um, low axle gears that Toyota likes to put in these trucks, it should feel like a rocket. Now, we're also, going back to the chassis, finally getting an all-new fully boxed high-strength steel frame, and the rear frame member's been widened to improve stability and towing, uh, and the cross members have doubled in size compared to the old model, and they have hydraulic body mounts for limited trims and above, including the TRD Pro. No more leaf springs. Like we said, it's a, a link coil setup in the back. I mean, just a, a ton of stuff, 2.5-inch uh, diameter Fox internal bypass dampers, uh, similar to the Pro today, probably, I would imagine, tuned for you know more performance. It has drive modes. Uh, I mean, what? there's a lot of stuff going on in the new truck. Is there any takeaways that you, you walked away and you were like, I was surprised by this, I like this, this is a good thing for Toyota, or anything that you're like, eh, I'm not, not a fan? You know, overall, the truck is a good fit. Toyota hit all the high points that they needed to to make a truck that's competitive in today's market. I don't think there's any singular standout on it, and I don't think there's any uh, singular bad point. Like They've touched everything in a way that makes perfect sense. And how long till uh, you think we get to be behind the wheel? I'm thinking probably end of the year, right? December, or early next year? Actually, we drive the truck in two weeks, and it'll be on sale in December. Oh, well, I guess we'll have Jason wait, back to talk wait, about how it drives. Wait, whoa, hold on <laughs> a Man, second. that's fast. You drive in two weeks, and it's on sale in December? So they, I, Is that normal? That's what Toyota said, on sale in December. Oh, uh, that's a little bit quick. How do they keep this? That means they're fully in production right now, and they kept it under wraps. Like, they've got- Well, they didn't super keep it under wraps because their dealer uh, is the one who broke the embargo and snuck some photos out. Gotcha. And that forced Toyota's hands. I feel like the interior, especially on the Pro, and I know you don't like the big screen. I feel like... Well, I do like it, the big screen. I just think it looks st- silly that they... Up. Yeah. To me, it, it looks like it's a drawing that came to life. And I don't know if I like it as much in person. Uh, it's got giant T-O-Y-O-T-A like sh- on the in front of the passenger, like where the airbag is on that part of the dash, just shouting at you. Um I like the seat fabrics. I don't know. It's just I'm I'm hoping Jason it's better in person because the photos under like studio lighting just make it look kind of impersonal. Yeah, and one thing to keep in mind about the photos too for anybody that's seen them is these are very very early pre-production trucks, and Toyota made sure to let us know that. So if things look a little off, it's because they are. Yeah. So cut them a little slack. But no, sitting in the TRD Pro and in the 1794, they're they're legit. That is comfortable. The materials are premium. Everything's soft touch where it needs to be. Heated and ventilated seats front and rear now. The giant panoramic sunroof. I mean, they've stepped it up to 2022. I think it's the 1794 edition that I actually like the uh, the grill treatment on it. I think that looks really premium. Whereas on the TRD Pro, I, maybe it's just the blockiness of the grill because the shapes are the same. I just think on the, uh, the limited, um, Lightning's wanting to uh, see a picture I'm pulling up right now. I just think that, on the TRD Pro, it's it's I don't know it's it's in your face, but it looks undertired. Like it's a lot of mm-hmm. truck body for the tire Not size tire. that's on there. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, it needs more tire. Well, it looks like it would be diesel. Like they like to design the front end for a huge cooling stack. That's what it looks like. He got down that road and said, "I'm putting a dirt. I, I'm putting a, a diesel in this thing." And they said, "Oh, not so fast, amigo." 
and they put in the uh, the twin turbo, and he just left that massive grill. It just looks a little awkward. I like it; it's aggressive, but it does look disproportionate on the front. That the whole I don't know. You know what I mean? It, it just I know what you're saying, but it doesn't. The, the, that's not how it works, right? They don't go, hey, let's design this grill for a diesel. Oh, your engine changed, and then we're going to... St- I mean, there's, it's, the design's locked in way early. Maybe you have minor changes because they have to get a certain airflow for the engine and thermal management, which you're going to have a similar issue with a, a twin-turbo V6 with an intercooler that you would have on a diesel. So regardless of whether you go twin-turbo V6 or you go with a diesel, you still have to have the same or similar cooling requirements, I would imagine. So the styling's not going to change that much based on those things. And they said cooling was a big deal in designing this truck, too, because of the twin-turbo V6 and the higher towing uh, numbers that they gave to it. So Yeah, so what are the towing numbers? The truck cool. Maximum towing for the Tundra is 12,000 pounds. Respectable. It's up 2,000 pounds from last year. Still not best in class. Well, and they're, they, they're, yeah. pretty, they're well, pretty conservative who has anyway. best in class? Best in class is the Ford F-150 at almost 14,000 pounds. Okay. But if you get the hybrid version, that drops down by 500 pounds because of the heavier truck with the batteries and the hybrid motors. So even though it has more power, it has less towing. All right. uh, Enough about Tundra. We'll have you back after you drive it because we definitely want to hear what your thoughts are on that. Let's move into Tacoma. So for the new year, Toyota did some suspension tweaks. There's a different upper control arm, some different shocks. I think a one-inch lift. But there's some caveats to that that you you experienced. And, And a new crawl control that doesn't sound like machine gun fire. Wait, so the what? New, I, I don't the know anything about control. the machine gun fire. What, yeah. what, what, what are you talking about? A crawl control on a Toyota. It's a first-generation system. Mm-hmm. So as you're firing the ABS and the brakes to control what it's doing, the solenoids are, are going off, and it sounds like machine gun fire from under the hood. Gotcha. And so if you go into a modern vehicle that has a hill descent control or a crawl control uh, or something like that, um, the new ones in the comp- the competition are extremely quiet. You don't hear it, but you get in the Toyota, it's like, <laughs> you're like, whoa. <laughs> so it can be jarring to some people, I think. So don't get too excited about the crawl control. The second generation of that system is on Tundra. So coming out with this 2022 Tundra, Tacoma still has the old system that uh, sounds like a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, Toyota's basically said that it's one body on frame for – Everything, one chassis, one platform, right? For everything. So obviously, the Tundra chassis and platform will be scaled down for Tacoma. I bet it's going to be pretty badass when it comes out. If if that's the case, yeah, I suspect the twenty twenty three is going to get a lot of these improvements, like the fully boxed frame, and that'll really be good for that truck. Just too much flex, the way it is now. It's not a box frame, so it's got, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's riveted with C channels. I know. And so it's, yeah. There's too much flex in the frame. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. mean, the frame it, it dates back to 2004, 2005. So that's a that's a long time. I mean, um, how much twist when you're? I haven't taken one. We, of these you can hit. Uh, you can hit the back of the cab with the bed. Oh, and if you, oh yeah, the, the bed flops around like a wet noodle when you're off road. It just bounces all over the place. Yeah, some people can get the enough deflection for the tailgate to do weird things too. So open. I'm uh, just just saying weird <laughs> things. That's uh, that's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, the off road improvements to the suspension then on the uh, new Tacoma. That is not the new Tacoma. So yeah, the the TRD Pro got a few improvements for 2022, and those were like you said, a, a new billet aluminum upper control arm in the front, which is pretty yeah. rad from an OE, by the way. 
It is. And they did that to help with ball joint angles so they could get a little more uh, suspension travel out of it and increase the lift height by a fraction of an inch in the front. The shocks remain the same. Everything's the same. But the rear shocks now give the truck uh, one inch more of rebound travel. Which it desperately needed because you would slam the end of the frame jounces before. I mean, that rear suspension came up and it was like just not... Not pleasant. Like scary? I mean, we, I, Jason, do you remember when I raced you over the set of whoops out at, uh, was it Cougar Buttes or out that way? And I actually yeah. had the Tacoma with the rear tires about three feet off the ground while the nose was pointed at 50 miles an hour directly into the next whoop section? Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I hate to report that the uh, 22 version of the TRD Pro is not much better. <laughs> so the rebound travel is great, but they needed more more up travel, some more compression on the truck because it still slams into the jam stops and it still yeah. bucks like an angry mule. Yeah, it, it but, pogo's pretty hardcore. But it gets down the trail nice. It rides great. It does what it's supposed to do. It's a true jack of all trades. But and if the, you're a guy like us who like to push it, you might want to go see our friend Jerry over at Camberg or somebody like that. Yeah, get get those Fox shocks a little more dialed. Or Bill Stein, right? Oh, dude, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Bill Stein has, is a huge player in the Tacoma market. So uh, I remember when they had their uh, 8112s and their uh, bypass shocks in the back. The nice thing about having a bypass with the rear axle is you can dial it in so it's not slamming into the bed. We did uh, Vegas, uh, or actually uh, from their Poway office in San Diego, California, to Vegas off-road for SEMA. Was it three or four years ago? And we had outfitted, modif- very lightly modified Tacomas with their uh, uh, you know, full update suspension. I believe it had a JCO-RCO, which is an internal jounce cutoff and a rebound cutoff inside the shock with in the front and then their uh, bypasses in the rear. And that's the best um, Tacoma suspension I've ever ridden on, ever. I mean, we were doing 75, 80 miles an hour in the desert over square dropouts, G-outs, whoops. Um, we we're going you know, faster. We were pacing uh, I-10 or I-40 for a while, and we were going faster than traffic on the freeway. Off-road. And it, off-road and was so, so dialed. So uh, for me, um, I would take out those other shocks that come stock. Although that's me anyway. I would take out the stock shocks uh, <laughs> on a lot of trucks. Uh, and uh, yeah, the uh, the Bilstein stuff is, is superb on the Tacoma. It makes a huge difference. Okay. So Jason, one out of 10, 10 being best on the new Tacoma, where are you? Well, it's not really a new Tacoma. So let's give it like a solid seven and a half. Okay. Oh man, I thought he was going to go for a six. <laughs> That works. That's, that's fine. Seven and a half. It, right. It's a good truck. Yeah, it's, it's a good truck. Jason, do we know the price? Have uh, have they jacked it up? As of right now, no. Toyota hasn't announced the price for the 22 TRD Pro yet. Okay. All right, cool. Thanks, Jason. We appreciate you uh, coming on the show and uh, sharing us your Toyota truck experiences lately. Um, we will look forward to the uh, Tacoma pricing. And then also we'll have you back on after you get behind the wheel of the uh, Tundra because I know there's a lot of people who are curious about that truck and want to know how that thing drives and also want to know if while you're driving it off-road, if when you dent the uh, rear fender bumper thing, uh, if Toyota gets mad. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. See ya. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I, for one, am uh, horribly disappointed that we weren't able to solve our what is a pickup truck. I thought we'd have Jason on, and we would be um, awash in uh, insight. Insight? No. And inspiration. We we need your help. 657-205-6105. Five star. Five star. Five star. Hotline.
right. Five star hotline. What is a truck? Are we off base? Are we just getting? Are we pansies now? Are we not sticking to our guns? Like what's going on? And we're not talking you guys driving big rigs either. We don't want any of your emails. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, pickup truck people. What's it? Yeah, pickup truck people. Yeah, six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. Weigh in on this hotly debated topic. All right, I am going to uh, play a clip. Uh, from Mike Levine from Ford, who brought the Maverick over to my house the other day, and I got a few minutes with him uh, talking about the new truck. So, well, maybe uh, since we aren't going to do news, maybe we can just uh, slide the What's New in Trucks uh, theme song here. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Yes! Yes, that felt good. All right. You know what? In hindsight, we should have played... Prepare to dive. Prepare to dive. Yeah, but this is a deep dive. Yeah, no, no, we're not doing dive? that one. Okay. No, 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 no. All right, okay. No, we'll, we'll save that for when we actually have an actual deep dive. That's a good one. I, I think I have one. one coming up. I have something coming up that I think would make oh, sense there. Oh, a good deep dive. I think so. All right. I think so. Captain, we're too deep. Okay. I can't wait to play that again. Yeah, I know. Just... <laughs> All right. What you got? The world can wait. Hey, by the way, you have your uh, your uh, shaming Holman segment at the end. You get to play. What? So, I don't uh, know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah. It is a world premiere. Okay. I'm gonna. This is this is groundbreaking audio that everyone needs to hear, and I think it'll bring a a, a smile and maybe a tear to the corner of your eye. Uh, I, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt it too. Okay. Okay, I'm standing in my driveway right now with the uh, North American Product Communications Director for Ford Motor Company, and it's my friend Mike Levine. And Mike and I used to be journalists a long time ago, and then he went to the dark side. And so now I have to try and trick him to get cool stuff, and then he has to tell me no a lot. And what's that like? <laughs> Lots of great memories from being a journalist, that's for sure. Uh, Feels like a lifetime but, uh, ago. Yeah, absolutely. It does. It's amazing how quickly time flies. It's been 10 years. Uh, you and I were uh, the two people that broke the original Raptor story. And uh, we gave Ford fits for a long time. It was so bad that they said, come work for us. And uh, so you went. They had to split, they had to split <laughs> us apart somehow. And right. look at it. And now we're back together again in the driveway. I know. So uh, I'm standing in my driveway and uh, this little trucklet looking thing pulls up. And uh, okay, so I'm on the fence about this. On one hand, I really love what you've done here, and on the other hand, is it a truck? So tell us what we're looking at right now. Yeah, so um, first of all, thanks for the opportunity to drop by your house. Um, we, we've got the 2022 Ford Maverick. and uh, How many cans of Dr. Pepper can it hold at one time? I saw there's some copious oh, amounts man, of cup holders. Emmy Hall, Emmy Hall asked me to work with her on that one. So she oh, no, 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 the, she uh, said Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, Diet yeah, Dr. Yeah, Dr. So Pepper, good, all right, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a whole mess of Dr. Pepper. Um, we'll have to try it out. That's, all right, that's a challenge. Start grabbing all my cans. We'll stuff it in here. So yeah, so uh, 2022 Ford Maverick. So uh, built on the same architecture platform as the Bronco Sport, and it's a great little crew cab, open air bed. But is it a pickup truck? I'm I'm struggling with this, Mike. Yeah, I, I so um, I I was kind of the same at first, and now having experienced it, it is absolutely a truck. And and here's why. I think you look at uh, two of the key needs of a truck. It's got a tow and it's got a haul. Yep. And in this case, we've got um, an all wheel drive. Uh, two liter with us with the 4K tow package. So it's got up to 4,000 pounds of towing. Uh, and by the way, what also makes that legit that comes with the tow package is you get a seven pin connector. Yeah. And what I think is super cool is you get a trailer brake controller. There's a lot that. of vehicles with that level of towing capability and higher, much higher, that aren't available at all from the factory with a 
uh, trailer brake controller. Yeah, in integrated, right, right. from the factory, um, which, you know, and, and just from a uh, trailer management perspective, I, I love just having the trailer brake controller there. Um, the other part is uh, 1,500 pounds of payload. Which is better than some of the medium-sized trucks that are out there. Uh, there are certainly some bigger trucks that have uh, less payload yeah. than what this does. And, um, you know, it has a nice four and a half foot cargo box with a ton of really useful, like, cutouts yep. and uh, tie downs, uh, everything that you need to kind of keep your, uh, you know, load it up with cargo and keep it all secure. In fact, that's what you came here today for was uh, we had an opportunity because the Maverick was in town. You said, hey, do you want to do something with Truck Trend? And, uh, you know, you can't drive it yet because we haven't had the media drive, but I'll bring it by the house so you can see some of the features. And you're pointing out, a, t a ton of features that it has, and we put like 11 different loads in the bed, like everything from 37 inch tires. By the way, you guys guess how many tires, uh, how many 37 by 125017 BFG all terrain TAs will fit in the back of a Ford Maverick? You might be surprised. Head over to either uh, my Instagram at Sean P. Holman or uh, go to uh, fourwheeler.com or the fourwheeler section on Motor Trend. There's going to be a story about it that has all the stuff, and we put camping gear and coolers and uh, tanks for welding i mean we just we're throwing all sorts of stuff just to see what would fit back here. It, just, it just keeps on swallowing it and uh what i was I, I i'm actually quite astonished now knowing how many 37 inch tires we put in the back of the truck with the tailgate closed with the tailgate closed if we would have opened it up yeah we would have fit more 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 than a vehicle's worth yeah exactly uh the bed is uh pretty flexible i think that's what you want right it's got the uh the rail system the adjustable rails for tie downs it's got the tie downs in the corners it's got a two-position tailgate. It's got a spray and bed liner. You've got the uh, the wheel wells that have the cutouts for two by four, so you can do two-tiered loading. You've got an inverter in the back. You've got bed lighting. You've got in-bed storage. And one of the things that I like the best on both the uh, rear upright for the tailgate, uh, open part of the bed, the structure, right, that the tailgate locks into, there are two pigtails, there are 12-volt pigtails that you could wire any accessories, whether it is additional bed lighting yeah, or lighting. an impressor. Air compressor. Uh, yeah, even a fridge. I mean, it's, it's it's amazing the amount of thought that went into this this little truck. I'm calling it a truck because it's it's, it's warming the cockles of my heart right now, right? I I, 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 I struggle with it because you immediately you go, oh, smaller Honda Ridgeline. I mean, you, you said that right to his face. Yeah, right to the he. You know, yeah. he works at Ford, right? Yep. <laughs> I wow. mean, that's what I thought. I'm like, yeah. oh, big deal. Mm. And then I like it. And Ish. what did he say? But this actually feels like a truck and does more truck things than you would expect. Um, and it's about the size of like an old Ranger Super Cab. It, it is. So I've parked it next to uh, a Ranger Super Cab and they are legitimately the same footprint. Uh, the, the front is about the same width. Um, the wheelbase is about the same wheelbase. Total length is about the same length. Um, it, it's having parked it next to it. Uh, it was pretty eye opening to see that you know, some have questioned, hey, is Maverick really a small truck because it's a uh, Super Crew yeah. uh, versus a Super Cab? And it is legitimately the same size as a 2011 uh, Ranger Super Cab. And there's probably more seating in the back. Obviously, it's got a crew cab, it's got four doors. And I sat back there and it was fine. I mean, I, I don't know that I want to be back there for a thousand miles, but for any kind of four person trip around town or, or on a quick trip, maybe to Vegas, you know, four or five hours on the road to Phoenix, something like that. Totally doable. Oh yeah, and comfortable. Totally doable. And and what's nice about that rear seat is it's not bolt upright. They've actually yeah. angled it at a nice comfortable angle, so you're not kind of in the penalty box for yep. being a rear seat. Uh, and this one has an armrest with cup holders in it. 
which a lot of trucks, I mean, I, I don't even think uh, Super Crew XLT F-150, at least a few years ago, you had to step up to a Lariat to get an armrest in the back. You guys have included in the Maverick, and it has couples. I know it sounds like a little thing. Until you're in the back seat, you're going, where do I put my stuff? Right. Yeah. And it's nice to have. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool little touches on the inside. Uh, and what's nice about even the fold-down uh, armrest cup holders is there's also right in the back of the center console, in addition to having um, uh, a regular three-prong plug, you also have US, uh, US, two USB outlets, and there's a little thing that we call a fit slot that sits there for 3D printed um, accessories that you might just 3D print at home or you can buy it from a dealer. Uh, and those would include even more cup holders. Yeah. Or you could put some uh, Somebody storage. Did, you guys had shown for fun a juice box holder exactly. for a kid, right? And yeah. There's all sorts of things. It's basically a slot that allows you to put a 3D printed anything you can think of in the back, which is, I, I think, really, really cool. And and that's probably, I think, you're hitting on one of the coolest things about Maverick is not only is it a small truck, but the team that worked on it made it super hackable, um, whether you've got this, what we call a flex bed, and to the point that you raise, you know, the 12-volt pigtails, yeah. um, uh, there's slots if you want to put a 2x4, um, just thinking about managing 4x8s. There's even points that have essentially been pre-drilled, so you're not drilling holes in the back of your cargo box to mount stuff, it's already there for you. So just the hackability inside and out for, for um, our customers, that's, that's who the team really wanted to go to because these are folks that um, are very uh, much do-it-yourself folks, uh, but they're also doing things on a budget. And so if you can do it yourself, uh, make it yourself, then this is like the perfect vehicle for that. So we'll get to budget in a second. I want to kind of extol the virtues of, of Maverick first. One of the things I really appreciate is the thought that went into the interior. Every Maverick comes with the eight-inch display uh, that you, has CarPlay on it, for example. CarPlay and Android Auto. Uh, and then you guys have these really cool door panels where there's it's a it's an open armrest where it's cut out. So if you have like a, an a Nalgene bottle or a Hydro Flask or one of those, it fits upright in the door panel and kind of locks into place there. So people who have that again, I, I hate the term active lifestyle, but people who are adventurous who are out in the outdoors who would have a Nalgene bottle, go for a run or something like that. They've got a place for those big bottles that's secure. And then you guys also have bins, fully lined plastic bins that you could take all your sweaty, dirty mountain bike gear, your jersey and all that after a ride, throw it under the rear seat and it's not gonna mold or mildew, but it's not sitting on your nice fabric in, in the truck. Like you're thinking about not just how to use it when you're driving, but how are people using it? It's To me, it's like the facilitator of fun. It may not be your adventure vehicle, but it might take your mountain bikes, your kayak, your, you know, take you on a hike, take you to a trailhead, and it's perfectly capable and then some for that type of thing. But you're thinking about when you get back from your adventure, when you get back from your mountain bike, your ride, your horseback riding, your, your hike, what are you gonna do with your water bottle? What are you gonna do with your bag? What are you gonna do with all your sweaty clothes? You guys have figured that out in this truck. Yeah, I, I think um, the underseat storage has these really deep bins. I would even say, compared to my Ranger, I think we've got a bit more storage under underneath the seats in here, um, which, to your point, is great for just you know throwing dirty stuff, or um, you could put you know uh, toe straps in the back there, keep a shovel in the back, uh, tire patch kits, um, you know, just throw it just throw it back there. Cummins 6.7 just went by. Everybody likes hearing a Cummins 6.7 drive by. The interior also has some pretty cool materials, use of materials. Um, the way it's designed, it's very upright. It feels like a truck. There's some cool faceted trim pieces on it. Um, just a lot of thoughtful touches, a lot of storage bins. The center console is really deep. There's a place to put your phone upright. 
just a lot of those little types of things. Again, the cargo under the seat. The seats are really comfortable. Overall, it feels good. It doesn't feel, you know, it's not like the two of us are sitting in there with our shoulders touching. Like, it's got enough room inside. Adults can comfortably sit in it. And I can't wait to drive it. I mean, I didn't get a chance to, to ride or drive in it today, but just in the driveway, poking around, jumping in and out, experiencing it, again, it's, it's definitely... I'm warming to it, Mike. I, I wasn't sure at first, but I'm warming to it. Yeah, it, so we talked about it being the same size as a Ranger Super Cab from the outside with the footprint. The interior size is is just about identical to what the Ford Fusion sedan was. Okay. So you're thinking about a Ford Fusion, which is yeah. a mid-sized sedan. That's almost identical to the amount of room you have in here. So adults, you know, four adults, totally comfortable. If you've got to squeeze in one more person, you can do five people. So let's talk about the vehicle that's sitting in front of us right here today what what's the trim level what's the you know what are the features that are on it what are you know if, if somebody this is like to me it's not the top of the line it's not based it's this really good mix of capability and a really good mix of price point and features so what are we looking at yeah so what i what i like about this one is it's really the middle of the road so I would describe it like this. The absolute base Maverick, which starts out as a standard hybrid XL front wheel drive only, is yeah. $19,995. Uh, which, is, which is an unbelievable value because there isn't anything out there. Are you running a daycare in the background? Yeah, that's uh, about the time my uh, three-year-old came home. <laughs> yeah, she, she let you know. Which is an unbelievable value because there isn't anything out there that offers, I mean, unless you go to the used car market, secondary market. Uh, yeah. You're talking, you're talking less than the cost of a Honda Civic with better uh, fuel economy. Which is incredible. It's, it's, uh, have you guys announced it's around 40? So we're targeting, we're targeting 40 miles per gallon okay. in the city with the, with the with hybrid. hybrid. And that's yes. the front wheel drive model. Yep. That's bonkers, um, dude. 40. For, for 20 grand. 40. Brand new. Three year warranty. 40. I mean, for something that's almost a pickup. Close enough <laughs> for that price. Enough. For that price, it's a pickup. <laughs> wow. And it, it's, it's remarkably cool and not like it doesn't feel like a cheap pile of crap. Like it's, it's solid. The doors sound great when you shut them. Um, the interior is kind of like you know it's a lot of plastic and stuff, but it's really cool like designs and like this cool like faceting to it and it's just interesting textures and it's like it feels like you're in somebody's design, not in somebody's so like, cost cutting. Does it feel like they did a a lot more with a little? Well, I. Ford never has a little, so that's not the point. I think the way I would phrase it is Ford did a lot and still hit the price point they were targeting. Like, you know, it's not, they didn't go, oh, we need to decontent this. They started from scratch and said, we got to get it in at this. What can we do to get there? Gotcha. I mean, it's pretty impressive. So now the version that I brought by today is an XLT. So uh, there are three in, three uh, uh, trim lines. So there's XL, XLT, and Lariat would be top of the line. Uh, with this XLT, the way we have it configured here, uh, we've checked a couple of boxes. So we've checked the XLT luxury package, which is uh, roughly about $3,300. Um, we've added the co-pilot uh, um, package to it with the driver assist technology. So there's lane keeping up front, and then there's also blind spot monitoring for the side. So that's roughly about $500. And then we've also chosen the uh, trailer tow package uh, which is about uh, $750, give or take. Uh, and I'm trying to remember now, did I, uh, did I mention the all-wheel drive on this one? So this so one has all-wheel drive, yep. which adds how much to? About $3,000. So looking at this truck here, nicely equipped, it's low 30s. Yep. But if you were somebody who didn't need all-wheel drive. If you didn't need all-wheel drive, if you didn't need the towing on this, but you still wanted a tow hitch, yeah. you, can get the, you get a standard tow hitch with a four-pin connector yeah. with the luxury Which package. is the way I would go, because even though I'm not necessarily going to tow with this, it has 4,000 pounds of towing capacity with the larger engine, the two-liter. Yeah. But 
that's not going to be my primary tow vehicle. But what I do want the hitch for is my bike rack or, you know, recovery or, you know, you name a, a dozen other things that can go in a hitch. You can still have that with a four pin, not get the towing package and you're aware with this truck in dual drive. Yeah, you could do two wheel drive with, with exactly that spec. You're probably about $25,000. Which is, I mean, Which that's is unbelievable. Insane. Yeah, I mean, that is, a, that is yeah. really, when you think about it, that is well below the price of a base uh, Super Cab yeah. Ranger XL to start out. Well, and you think about it this way too. I, you know, you and I talked about it a little bit. I think if you're spending $35,000 and you want a mid-sized truck, let's say, you know what you want, you make a cross shop the competitors, but that's the market you're in, that's where you can buy. When you're in this 25, sub $25,000 price class, you're sh cross shopping everything. You may not even want a truck, but you're like, that's I can get something that cool for that price. Or you may say something like, um, you know, I don't want a used car. I can get a brand new car with a full warranty for you know the same price that I would spend on this three you know year old truck or something. When you start thinking in that term, in those terms, or you know better than a a, a, a secondhand Prius or something, wouldn't you rather have a hybrid truck that's cool, that's new? To me, that's that's such a compelling part of the story is is the pricing. And to your point, it's a truck, so that two wheel drive hybrid can tow two thousand pounds. Wait a minute. Did he just turn it around and say I he said did. it was a truck? Yes, he did. D did I? He backed you into a corner. Damn it. So have we decided it's a truck? Is that what we're going with? Oh, well, I, I know it's a truck. <laughs> All right. I'll reserve judgment till I drive it, because. Uh, but I'm leaning toward it's a truck. Because, uh, again, it does all the truck things you want it to do. And, again, we've had, that, we've had the conversation on the show. What's a truck? And this clicks like half the boxes. So I'm, I'm, I'm completely confused. You guys have truly come out with a white space competitor that actually does truck things. It's, it's the right size. It's a, it's a good looking little truck. Appreciate you bringing it by today and looking forward to get some seat time and uh, letting everybody know kind of what I thought. Uh, but so far it's uh, first impressions. Really impressive. You guys did a great job. Thanks. Cannot wait to uh, hear what you think once you get behind the wheel and actually put it to the test with some towing, some hauling and some good long distance drives. All right. Well, uh, that and I uh, still need to get into the F-150 Tremor. Bam. Of course. All right. Make it happen. So Holman is saying it's a Freaking truck. Uh, I'm leaning toward truck, damn it. <sighs> Do you feel dirty? Yeah. Do you feel like a turncoat? Mm, not a turncoat, just, just dirty. Mm. You're a turncoat to our audience. Just regular dirty. Just regular dirty, yeah. like normal? Yeah. <laughs> Holman, I feel like it's been just a little bit too long since we've read email from our listeners, so if you don't mind, let's jump into the inbox. You email? Yeah. I notice you're not singing this time. You're not bopping your head. I mean, barely. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Holman. He is just... He is not... You know how he always says, like, ten-tenths? Oh, I was driving a ten-tenths. Right now, you're at one-tenth. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting ready for our epic email. Are you That's now? So you're at three-tenths? Um, On the podcasting scale, you're podcasting three-and-a-half-tenths right now. Uh, what? <laughs> exactly. All right, let's get into some uh, awesome emails. Uh, uh, we got you, a lot of are stuff. you starting or am I starting? Who's going? Uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I, 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 we're just getting into a bunch of people who uh, wrote back things like, Lightning is right. So I'll start there. How about that? Lightning is right. This is from uh, Emmanuel Cast. says, uh, Lightning is 100% right. I live in a very rural area. The streetlights are kind of rare, and I've been almost blinded by the DRLs on some cars. And when I look in the mirror, the taillights are off. Case closed. All right, Manuel, thank you for that. 
Thank you, Manuel. Appreciate but you seeing again, the light. But again, my argument is not that that's not part of it. My argument is that it started before they had those signature LED lights, where it was just a dim DRL and your dash was on. Yeah, today, I, don't, yeah, I, I think, don't think so. for sure, 100% today, those signature lights mm-hmm. definitely do it. But back when a Tacoma had an LED lit up dash back in 05 when it came out, there were no LED lights on the outside. Other, yeah, I think no. 0, 07 is when they started phasing them in. So I think you're right. I, I think you're right, 05, 06, but 7, 8 is when everyone started getting DRLs. I'm agreeing with you that it's the glow of the dashboard, and you're now saying, okay, I can see the DRLs. No, I'm not now also. saying it's it last time. Okay. I just, I think that people are stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's the underlying thing here is that people are stupid, and the stupidity started before there were signature LED lights on the outside and before there were DRLs. Look, people have always been driving with their lights off. I mean, when I was a kid, my dad would flash people, you know, and say, turn your lights on. You would flash on. people? Well, not like Did that. Did he ever get arrested? <laughs> well, yes. Hey, read an email. Uh, lights. It's subject line from Doug Bassett. Sean and Jay. He must know us personally. I would agree with Lightning's point of view. No. On parts of the freeway here in Utah that are not lit at all, I roll up on these dimwits, pun intended, and their DRLs are glowing just enough to guide them down the road. Best regards, the underscore Doug. Uh, Thank you for seeing the light. See what I did there? Pun intended. All right. I've got one here. Canada's Phantom Vehicles from Seth Anderson who says, hey, Jaboobly and Hubba Bubba. Mm -hmm. I think Holman is mostly right. (laughs) <laughs> no, we'll take that. Okay, all right. It is mostly the lighting of the IP that's convincing drivers their headlights are on when you're driving in the city, even if you're paying attention. It's really hard to tell if your headlights are on. And I agree with that because in our Chevrolet Colorado ZR2 long-termer, in the rain, I literally could not tell if the headlights are on. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Here. I'm just saying the headlights on the thing suck. Uh, and let's well, there are be, a lot of headlights that just still in there today's shouldn't age, be in today's age. There's no excuse for with LEDs headlights. being as cheap as they there's are. No, it's insane. Yeah, yeah I mean they're using candles. Yeah, he says Car- carbide like miners. And let's be honest, most drivers these days barely pay enough attention to avoid other motors anyway. But lighting, you're not entirely wrong. The bright DRLs certainly aren't helping anything. But mostly, if drivers couldn't see their gauges without their headlights on. It would be a lot harder to be oblivious. <laughs> Have a 2001 Tacoma and the gauge lights are off unless at least the parking lights are on, but who uses those? So if the gauge lights are on, then the headlights are also on, even though my DRLs are 90% of the brightness of my headlights. <sighs> Thanks for a great podcast. Hashtag, yeah, buddy. He up oh, specifically requested OG Emmy, and that's Seth Anderson. Yeah, buddy. Automatic headlights, Justin Moore. Dude, a lot of people lighting us up on this. This yeah. is good. See what I did there? Yeah, I see your pun. Uh-huh. Holman and Lightning, I'm a police officer in Texas and have stopped numerous people who did not have their headlights on and did not realize it. I have to say that in my experience, both of you are correct. It's a combination of brighter streetlights as well as brighter daytime running lights, DRLs. It's also a fact that the dashboards no longer dim when the headlights are activated, so people can't realize the difference. I've also had numerous people tell me that they got their vehicle back after being serviced at the dealership that had their automatic lights turned off. Interesting. Just wanted to give you all my perspective as an officer and finally able to say that both of you are right, dot, 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 to a degree. (laughs) Great job with the show, and yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. All right, uh, we are going to uh, move on from lighting, but if you guys have a point of view on that. No, we're not. Daytime running lights, subject line from Jeremy McDaniel. Still one more, huh? I agree with both of you. However, I will say I have driven up on phantom cars on the I-17. I have to double take when passing because I I thought of you guys and they had their lights on, but 
It's just their freaking DRLs. I see this almost daily, Jeremy. Yeah, so it's lighting. He's, uh, he's thinking it's DRLs, just like me. Or the idiots who drive their brights on. I didn't want to punch Oh, my God. My last night, guy yeah. with the brights on. Can I ask you this? Yes. So the brights on, how do you let them know? Because then if you get the, behind them and you turn your brights on, they just think you're an a-hole. Right. They don't even know. Right. I usually right? pull up next to them if I can. And, and yell. Not, and yell at them. And yell. Your brights are on. What? There's a little blue light on your dash. Yeah, that means your brights are on. Huh? Your dash. There's a blue light. It shouldn't be on right now. What? You're blinding me, huh? It's insane. And it's what do not. I do for people whose lights aren't on? Throw a I rock got, at their I got, no, window? I'm not oh. going to do that. So the other night I'm driving one of our work trucks and it's got old halogen lights. So I don't mind turning them on and off and on and off, which you're not supposed to do with like HIDs. So I don't mind getting behind someone and going on, off, on, off, because eventually they'll, I hope they'll get the message. I must have turned my lights on and off 85 times. Bright, bright, bright. Nope, that doesn't work. Off, on, off, huh? on. I think now he just thinks my lights don't work because I'm going on and off and off and off. It's like, what do I do to tell this guy his freaking taillights? You don't are do off? anything. You get away from him. I want to run him right off the road. No, you don't. I want to push him into the guardrail. No, rail. that's not what you Dude, want. I'm that's... telling you. No. And then that one day when you slap, no, I want to pit maneuver him. One day when you snap, you're going to be like. Oh, I, I don't know what happened. They'll be like, hey, on episode 193 of the Truck Show <laughs> podcast, we have this audio of you yeah. saying that you want no, to him off the road. I'm going to pit maneuver him. Okay. And then what? I'll just keep going. What if they roll? Oh, then I'll feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, episode 189. This is from our friend Trevor Nemero. He says, cool hearing from Hazel, Christian Hazel. I think you mentioned Jared Jones. Does he still work for the mag? It would be cool to hear from him about full-size invasion and all his trucks. No, Jared is uh, not with the magazine anymore. Hasn't been with for he's probably seven, eight years, kind of doing his own thing out there. I see him from time to time. I'm sure we could probably uh, get him on to talk about full-size invasion. Vagabond? What is he doing? Uh, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, okay. You know, just lose track of people over time. You might see him at a Moab event or an off-road event or something. He does have, a uh, again, this full-size invasion run in Moab every year, which is really cool. It might be kind of cool to have on. Okay. So all the guys with full-size trucks, like our friend Stephen Watson at Off-Road Design, taking stuff on Jeep trails that are way too big for it, which is a lot of fun. For That's my favorite video after Moab every year. Oh, there you go. Is the, uh, the full-size full invasion. Full-size invasion. Yep. 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 Slammed trucks, subject line from Jacob Boone. Thought you might like these. Uh, three attachments here. I see a, uh, now that is not a hard body. What is that? that? Or is it a hard body with a snug top with a shell on there? No, oh, that's, that's a, uh, that's that a, a Pathfinder? What is that? No, that's a two-door. Well, it's, it looks it looks like it's a hard body. Right. But it's got a shell on it. But no, it's definitely a Nissan. No, it's not a shell. I think that they, I think they have a. They molded it into the cab. Maybe. I mean, it's body dropped. There's a lot of work on that thing. That's yeah, well, cool. it's a it's a nice truck. I'd like to see more of. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, thanks for the tease, Jacob. All right, I got one from uh, Peter T. Bringing home a flatty. Hey, Lightning and Holman, this is Peter up in Northern California. I thought you'd get a kick out of my new project vehicle. Looking around for a flat fender for a while. The goal to keep it mostly stock and play around on my parents' property, drive around town, and go on some trails with. I found this 53 CJ3B on a ranch in uh, 
Piscines? P-A-I-C-I-N-E-S. I'm not sure. He says, I had to Google it too and picked it up yesterday. It's a good runner and has been one of the uh, ranch hunting vehicles for them for 20 years. I love, this is a high hood, which is super cool. He says, uh, I love the look of the high hood and can't wait to get some original style wheels and tires on it. A uh, high hood, they basically went from the flathead engine to the overhead valve engine and they raised the hood on them. And so they're really ugly. They kind of look like uh, bulldogs. How far? Like three, four inches? Uh, yeah. It's about that much higher oh, than like a regular six. one. Okay. So they, you're, that's what a nose of a high hood looks like. So they're, they're not the prettiest things, but they're super cool. That is considerably higher, yeah. yeah. Okay. It says, uh, uh, I love the look of the high hood and can't wait to get some original style wheels and tires on it. It doesn't have all the quirks of the Odd Ford. Uh, that's at Odd Ford on uh, Instagram, for those of you who uh, are interested in following along. But it has a Corvair steering wheel, wooden shift knob, and plenty of ranch mods. I'll take any advice you have for these three Bs or any good source for parts. Uh, thanks for the great shows. And as always, mounted those parameters. Mounted parameters! Yeah, uh, uh, Peter, if you uh, just want to DM me through Instagram, if you have questions and stuff like that, if I don't know the answer, I definitely know guys like Rick Payway and Christian Hazel and Vern Simons who do. So happy to uh, help you figure out what you need and where to go. Johnny Ott writes, uh, hey, Lightning and Holman, I currently own a 1982 Chevy K20 with a stock naturally aspirated 6.2 liter diesel in it. It's also got the uh, four-speed manual. Nice. I'm looking for a four-inch lift kit for it uh, so I can fit 35s. What's your recommendation for a 20-year-old dude on a budget? I was looking at the rough country lift. Also looking for something with new leaf springs as my driver's side rear sags. Um, also planning on adding a winch and fixing the typical rust spots on it. Attached is a picture of the truck doing what it's supposed to be doing, mounting those parameters. Oh, and he also gave us five stars. Five star review! Five stars! So uh, I would head over to uh, skyjacker.com and talk to our friends over there. Uh, the McCurry still family-owned after, geez, I don't know, it's like... 150 years. 60 years or something uh-huh, like that. Yep. Um, they are one of the few manufacturers, uh, and they're right there in uh, West Monroe, Louisiana, that are still stocking all of that stuff. And a lot of people... Uh, a lot of companies have moved on and obsoleted their products. You can still get a set of brand new leaf springs from uh, the guys over at Skyjacker and like 200 bucks a spring, like really reasonable. Uh, you can still get lift kits for them. Uh, just go to skyjacker.com, put in your year make model, and there's a bunch of stuff that comes up. They actually have a lot of applications. Shocks, again, leaf springs, add a leaf. If you don't want to replace the leaf spring, you just want to uh, do an add a leaf in there. Brake lines, suspension lift kit. It's you know, funny that, that they're stuff. still doing that after all these years. But they haven't get, obsoleted those kits. Because they're getting popular. And, and I talked to Lonnie about that, uh, Lonnie Jr., who uh, uh, basically runs it now. Uh, obviously, his uh, his dad and mom are still there, and the whole family's involved and all that kind of stuff. But he was saying that you know these vehicles are getting more popular again, and it's good that they didn't obsolete them. But uh, I was just looking at their website. I looked at you know nothing other than just leaf springs, and they show in stock on the website. I know they try and keep all that stuff in stock. So yeah, head over to uh, Skyjacker. They make a really quality leaf spring, and, and their componentry is really beefy. So um, the other thing is, if you're looking for a different direction, talk to our friend Stephen Watson, again, over at Off-Road Design in Colorado. He's probably going to be a little bit more pricey, a little bit more custom uh, type of stuff, where Lonnie's going to be more, uh, Skyjacker's going to be more bolt-on kind of stuff. It just depends on the direction you want to go. One's not wrong. It's just what your budget is and, and where you want to go. Both of those guys are awesome. The family-run business, it's all, it's all great. I would spend money with either company um, without hesitation. Carb EO, subject line from LJ. Hey, guys, I live in Northeast Utah. I was just wondering if California has a carb EO for its emissions. <laughs> and he says, everything matters because lightning seen it. 
Thanks for watching, and remember, everything matters. Is he asking if California has a carb EO on itself? Yes, that's why he has that photo there of a uh, smoggy day in the LA basin. Uh, no, typically uh, people who like to infringe on your rights, uh, you know, there are none for thee, yes for me, or whatever the case, or yes for you and I'm not gonna, for- I, I'm going to make rules for you that I don't have to live yeah, by. Exactly. Yes, that's how it works here in California, mm-hmm. as uh, stated by our governor. Okay, uh, it's Billy Bargain time. I really wish Jeff it would have been a former- Governor, but that didn't seem to work out. No, nope, didn't work out for us at all. We Are were you in the reading minority. another email? Yeah, I uh-huh. am right here. Listen, because okay. it's Billy Bargain time, says Jeff Stevens. All right. How weird that Holman sounds like Billy Bargain. Yeah, it is weird. Bargain is Holman. Eichhorn is Finkel, <laughs> says Jeff. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is a man. <laughs> oh my god I haven't seen that in years <laughs> Do you remember oh, that now? I do now, my gosh Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com That is truckshowpodcast at gmail.com Holman is bargain? Bargain is Holman? Uh, yeah The Truck Show The Truck Show The Truck Show oh, oh. No lightning I peeked outside the door looking for Billy Bargain, and he was not here, unfortunately. I, I think he's on vacation. You've seen both of them in the same place at the same time. I have. They uh, they have similar builds, but they are different people. Different people altogether. Yes, for sure. All right, hey, you can follow us on the socials, at Truck Show Podcast, at LBC Lightning, at Sean P. Holman. Uh, shoot us a DM, say hi, all that good stuff, interact with us. But more importantly... If you want somebody to actually respond, then go to uh, truckshowpodcast.gmail.com where you can send us uh, emails about whatever's on your mind. By the way, Holman, you made it to the end of the show. Oh, barely. You made it. Barely. I'm, I'm, I'm pinging. I'm pinging. Hey, uh, if you want to- wait, wait, uh, What do you mean by you're pinging? You I'm, mean like, ping, I'm a rev limiter. I'm oh, there, really? dude. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, they're pulling power right now. Now, is it like we have low octane and I'm hearing yes. like a knock? Like yeah. A, yeah. I'm about to shoot a rod out the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's not speak. a euphemism? No. <laughs> hey, why did you stop the music? Where did well, the I feel go? like we were over it. We were no, over. no, we were never over the bed. Play oh, really? it. Oh, really? Continue. Okay. All right, well, since lightning killed the music, uh, 657-205-6105. <laughs> I, I hey, by like the way. We're over it. You know what no, I mean? No, we're, like, we're not. Nobody's ever over it. Okay. It's the Truck Show Podcast. We're still have a, song. We still have a world premiere coming up. Oh, God. Are well, you ready for it? No. Or do you want to do the- No, uh, we do that at the end. Oh, at the very end. At the very end. Oh, okay. It's yeah. like a super secret surprise. Yeah. Hey, leave us a five-star review if you like the show uh, over on the uh, Apple Podcast Not this app. show. The last episode or the yeah. future Yeah, this episode. was not great. The, yeah. ne- the next few. I feel like we had a string of good ones. This wasn't one of them. <laughs> but um, we're, we're, uh, we're nothing if not honest. I'll do better next time, probably. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, so Holman, what's the takeaway from episode 193? What did you learn? Uh, I learned, uh, make sure your headlights are on. Yeah, okay, good. I learned that this is the first episode where there were more in favor of lightning than Holman. That's, uh, I'm happy for you. Yep. I feel like uh, you have uh, moved up in the world. That's that's great. <laughs> uh, I learned that I no longer know what a truck is. I suffer from truck confusion, and I need our listeners to help determine what we consider a truck going forward in the future. You must be out of your mind. And I learned that if the Tacoma is half the truck the new Tundra is, it's worth waiting for.
All right, I know that uh, after you collapse into bed this evening, you're yes. going to go on the road and bring back some stellar content with uh, some good quality microphone action. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, there's no promises. There's never any promises. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm up first thing in the morning at uh, Overland Expo, so uh, I'm going to plan on getting some uh, some interviews. There's a lot of great companies going out to there, so I'm uh, looking forward to heading to Flagstaff tomorrow in the uh, old Adventure Jeep. Any idea how many vendors to expect out there? Uh, I think it's like probably a couple hundred or something. Okay. It's big. All right, so good luck at Overland Expo in Flagstaff, Arizona. I expect you to bring back some uh, great content that is not embargoed. Embargo. I'm going to try my best. What does that mean? Well, you know, it's just uh, you never know with me and audio, so <laughs> yes. I'm going to try my best. You have issues, yes. Hey, I mean, we understood 99% of what Mike said on uh, on that Maverick interview. I so made it audible, it was, yes. It was a little bit windy that day, and mm-hmm. the recorder picked it up. That's that's all. Yeah. 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 I tuned as much out of it as I as I could. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. That's fine. You did fine. I appreciate you bringing us that hard-hitting Maverick content. Well, if you like that, then stand by for what's coming from Overland Expo in a couple episodes, and then uh, the other stuff. With the other stuff, just all the, the other things you're doing? The other stuff. You're just melting I right need to now, stop. aren't you? I, well, the problem is, it's like I've, I've been at... 200 miles an hour for like six weeks now. Yeah. And it's just all catching up to me at this exact moment. You know how sometimes it catches up to you while you're driving into the podcast and other times it catches up with you two weeks later? No, no, no. This is right during the middle of the podcast. <laughs> right just now. Falling apart. Bad timing. All right. So what is good timing is Nissan delivering brand new Frontiers to showrooms. Oh, you mean at your local Nissan dealer where you can finally touch, feel, and drive a uh, 2021 Nissan Frontier in person. Uh, if you're looking for a mid-sized truck, this is the one to go look at. And it's a lot of features for the money with the best-in-class 310 horsepower out of the 3.8-liter V6 backed by the 9-speed automatic transmission. You get a spray-in bed liner, utility track. I mean, what more do you want? It's a great... Perfectly sized truck that'll fit in your garage and fit on the trail for any of your adventures. Build and price your dream frontier at NissanUSA.com or just roll into your local Nissan dealer. All right, when you are looking for tools, you want to head on down to your local AutoZone or go to DuralastParts.com where Duralast hand tools are guaranteed for life. Even the 10-millimeter sockets that they know you're going to lose. Yeah, I was going to say, if you can still find them. Duralast offers professional-grade ratchets and drive tools featuring chamfered square drive lead-ins for fast and easy placement of socket and accessories. And Duralast tools are manufactured with heat-treated forged alloy steel for superior strength and feature full polished chrome finish for corrosion resistance and easy cleaning. By the way, their hand tools aren't just ratchets and sockets. There's combo wrenches, bit sockets, impact sockets, oh, breaker I bars. Oh, I know. Dude, I've been through DuralestParts.com, and it is a mountain of tools. A mountain. You could climb it, and you could stand on top of the tools and go, this is a mountain of tools! Tools, tools. Well, while you are traversing mountains, you want to have good suspension on your truck, <laughs> so uh, head over to Bill Stein. Nice tie in there. Thank I you like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still smooth. BillStein.com, where you can check out their expansive catalog of fitments. For every popular truck, including uh, direct replacement, performance, leveling kits, all the way up to race parts. In fact, you can find Bill Steins from the factory on Nissan Titans, Nissan Frontiers, Ram TRXs, and the new Ford Bronco. When manufacturers want the best, they choose Bill Stein. And why not? Bill Stein invented Monitude dampers in 1955, and the company was founded all the way back in 1873, and they're still making bitchin' shocks today. You're going to find the entire catalog at BillStein.com. All right, and we're going to wrap this show up with our friends over at DZ. The no, we're not. No, no. After DZ is the world premiere. Oh, poor DZ. They don't get to be the final say in the show? <laughs> no, no, no. They, All right. they, they, well, they're the lead into the greatness. Okay, well, I'm going to say they are the final say in quality truck accessories that are made in the United States. Solid. There you go. Solid. They've been manufacturing truck and SUV accessories in central Iowa since 1977, and they've got products that are going to help you do work out of your truck, like toolboxes and transfer takes, sidesteps and truck bed protection. 
And they've also got a bevy of products that'll help you get down a trail for a weekend adventure. All of those can be found at DZ.com. That's D-E-E-Z-E-E.com. Or be the first to know about new products by following them on their Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at DZMFG. That's DZ Manufacturing. Again, made in the United States, right there. Truck parts for your truck. USA! You and you got to do it with me. Yeah, go Ready? go go. U S A D E E Z E E. That's confusing. Dot C O M. Come on now, punchy guy. All right. Uh, so what's the uh, world premiere that I'm dreading? Dreading? Yes. Are you sure? I mean, it might make me smile. I think this is gonna make you smile. So what you guys don't hear every show are the edits, the stuff that hits the editing room floor. This is a sample Wait, hold on, of hold some on, of that. Hold on. Is there any of you in here? There are lots of me. Okay, good. <laughs> or none. Here we go. Yeah. Stand by. Yeah. Yeah. Me one more time. I can't even say right now. <laughs> it only took you three and a half years to assemble all that. Listen, nope, guys, here's the, that took me two episodes. Here's, here's, here's the deal. If you've never done a podcast or video work, especially video work, mm-hmm. when you're reading a script or you're doing something on camera, it's like you it's like you're a five year old who needs to get the wiggles out. And there's sometimes you try and get lines out and they don't come out right and you just go blah mm-hmm. just to like reset your chi or something like that. That's all. I'm just just venting energy so that I can stay focused and get it out. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. One more time. Yeah. 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 Me one more time. Yeah. I don't even know what I said there. So I can't even say right now. So the thing about that is. We usually record for about six hours and get a two-hour show out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, lot a lot of that. There's a lot of flubs. Uh, all right. I'm going to ask one favor of you. Did I do that for me? 
Okay, two favors from you. <laughs> All right. Okay, one, one is you do that from you because you owe it to me. And then the other thing is when Bob Saget, who is a freaking raunchy awesome comic mm-hmm. people think that it's all about full house and it's not he's he's pretty rad to watch in uh in or see in person when he did the jamie kennedy experiment they did a rolling with saget if you have not heard it it's freaking rad just go on apple you know itunes whatever sure do rolling with saget and then there's a little kind of like we do an easter egg at the end the easter egg at the end of that is wrong on so many levels. Now, keep in mind it was done several years ago, so some of the references are a little bit old school, not quite super current, but my point is when he's doing stand up, that's his intro, that's his song. And when he goes off stage, that's his song. So, I want this for when I do stand up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, this oh. is, this is going to be my intro music. You don't hate it. No. Okay, you're embracing it. Uh, sure. Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying like that's going to be my crowd warmer right there. Okay. All right. All right, well, thanks to my 16-year-old who put that together for me. <laughs> you didn't even do it. He did it. I mean, I, I helped out a little bit, but uh, yeah, I said, here, here's an uh, entire thumb drive full of flubs. Make something of it. Yeah. Nice. All right, good work. And I, I thought I was going to get back like some, uh, some, you know, big dance beat with a drop at the end, mm-hmm. but no, he gave us something that I think was a little nah, more palatable. Was, uh, I think it was solid. Great. That's a great ringtone right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Kind of builds up. Yeah. 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 I love that one. I can't even say shit right now. I I need that audio file too, by the way. It's coming at you. All right. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors.